This is Democracy or Else, where we're bringing you amazing progressive candidates in down-ballot races, activists, and community leaders from around the country. I'm Cricket Media's Sarah Garcia. Today, I talk with Congresswoman Alyssa Slotkin, who is running to represent Michigan's 7th Congressional District. Welcome, Representative Slotkin. Thanks for having me. Um, Why don't we start off by having you telling us a little bit about yourself and what you're running for? I'm Congresswoman Alyssa Slotkin, currently represent Michigan's 8th District, running to represent a newly drawn Michigan's 7th District. I'm a former CIA officer and Pentagon official uh, who's done three tours in Iraq. And so my whole background is national security until 2018 when I ran for the first time. And what inspired you to go into public service? To be honest, my entire family is in the hot dog business or was in the hot dog business. (laughs) So it was definitely not that. Um, (laughs) But I happened to be on my second day of grad school in New York City when 9-11 happened. Mm -hmm. I had just started at Columbia. I was in some sort of remedial economics class or something and came out of class to make Xerox copies of something. And someone said, oh, it's so weird. You know, a plane hit the World Trade Center. So that began a day that everyone remembers. And for me was certainly like the path diverging in the woods. I decided to go in national security, was recruited by the CIA within a year. And within a year, starting at Langley was on my first of three tours in Iraq. So I'm what's called a 9-11 baby in mm-hmm. government. Um, there's like a whole generation of us in military and civilian roles who came in right after 9-11. As you mentioned, your district went through some redistricting, but what are some issues that are specific to the district that you represent now and the one that you're running for that you're hoping to address uh, in Congress for another two years? Wherever I am in the district, the same three issues kind of come up. Number one, for sure, is inflation and the price of gas underlying that and just how every family here is adjusting their spending habits based on that inflation. It's a very real, present thing for everybody. Number two is uh, the price of prescription drugs and healthcare. Many people in Michigan are paying more for their healthcare and prescription drugs than they do for their mortgage every month. So it's really out of whack. And then number three, the one that has shot to the top since the overturning of Roe is abortion. And Michigan is one of the only states who had a plan because we're a snapback state. We have a 1931 mm-hmm. law on our books that bans all abortions and makes it a felony. So we organized, got almost 800,000 signatures in eight weeks, and it is now on our ballot to codify Roe in November. That is so critically important and something that is like, you know, obviously critical to to Michiganders, but also really important for folks all over the country. So for people who don't live in your district or don't live in Michigan, why should they be paying attention to this race? Why is it so important? Michigan in general is always something that is a bit of a bellwether for trends that are going on nationally. And then our race is the most competitive in Michigan, right? So if you want to go to like the most competitive seat in the one of the most competitive states in the country, come to us. And you can usually see trends before they happen. So for instance, there is just like a real internal fight going on within the Michigan Republican Party. I mean, to the point where at their convention in August, they almost came to blows between kind of the Trump MAGA wing and the sort of traditional Republican folks. You are We are watching them kind of duke it out in real time. And in most cases, up and down the ballot, uh, the sort of pro-Trump candidate won. 
And um, we're going to watch what happens in the general election for all those, for governor, for attorney general, for secretary of state, for my race, up and down the ballot. So it's interesting to watch because it gives you a kind of a sneak peek of uh, what I think is coming to us in the run up to the election in 2024, the big presidential. Yeah, it's so critical. And we cannot sleep on this race. It is it's an important one. Um, shifting gears a little bit to some more fun questions to get to know you, you know, beyond just you, the Congresswoman, but you as a person. Yeah. Um, what is your most controversial non-political opinion? <laughs> Being from a hot dog family, I have strong opinions <laughs> that, um, a hot dog is not a sandwich and whatever <laughs> crazy ass group of people think that a hot dog is a sandwich need to have a conversation. <laughs> So I don't know if that's controversial or not. I don't know who those people are, but they're they're strange. Oh, I know one that's pretty controversial. Even among my <laughs> staff, I must say, you know, I grew up in the in the like 80s and 90s and we had this drink, this like clear alcohol drink called Zima, which was like this much mocked drink. Like if you were seen drinking a Zima, you were like embarrassing and wussy and, you know, not good. Um, you're, you weren't a real drinker kind of thing. And that's basically what is super popular now. So like White Claw and all those other like flavored drinks Yeah. in my era, I guess maybe just in the Midwest, but in my era, that would have been deeply mocked. So when I see like a tough guy, you know, I went out on, um, uh, I have a, a, frankly, a Republican colleague who, um, a representative in my area, and he invited me on his boat, and he's like a former sheriff and like a serious dude, and he's like, here, and he hands me a white claw, and I'm like, what? And then he cracks open a white claw, and I'm like, you gotta be kidding me, dude. And so that's, I, I think on my staff even, that's pretty controversial view. <laughs> that's great it's a hot take so no white claw but do you have a drink of choice that is your preferred beverage well in michigan we're a big beer craft beer craft cider state so i always like a little local and we have a ton of breweries in my district so you can kind of take a pick we actually thought about doing like the beer tour of michigan of mid-michigan um as an event and then you know for years when i was at the pentagon um i had was sent to moscow and you're mm. in a lunch in Moscow. I mean, you're just, they just hand you like a glass of vodka, <laughs> just <laughs> straight. Um, and that was an adjustment yeah. <laughs> for lunch. So, um, but you know, I'd say a Michigan beer, a Michigan cider for sure is my going to be my number one. That, yeah, that's great. Also a much more safe lunch beverage, I feel like, than a glass of oh, vodka. <laughs> I mean, obviously. Uh, what is your favorite free or low budget recreational activity to do in your district or in Michigan at large? My, my husband and I are big paddlers and big anglers. And something that we do, we used to do it every single year. And now we do it pretty much every other year is go for at least 10 days completely off the grid paddling around. So we've been to the Boundary Waters wow. in Minnesota. We've been to Northern Michigan. We've been to Maine. When we do it right, we fish for our dinner. And we'll have fresh fish wow. just every night. And that to me is like, if you want to take me to a happy place, then take mm. me to the middle of Isle Royal, Michigan, in the middle of Lake Superior, fishing for my dinner, paddling every day. That's my idea of good, low budget, high budget, everything fun. Yeah. No, I'm with you there. That sounds so serene and yeah. wonderful. Um is there a topic or activity that you could make a YouTube video tutorial or explainer <laughs> about? Yes. And actually, we have thought about doing this even for my campaign, quite frankly. 
Um, so in my family, as I said, we're, we're in the meat business, in the hot dog business. But as an appetizer for pretty much any barbecue, we will have grilled salami. Mm-hmm. And that's just like a standard. So I could do a great tutorial about like you get a giant all beef salami. Um, you slice <laughs> it up half an inch thin. How do you know it's done when it kind of like curves up like a bowl? What's the right mustard oh, wow. to put on it? Like, <laughs> And it is so freaking good. And um, people have it at our house and they remember it. They're like, I don't know anything mm-hmm. about your family, but I remember the grilled salami. So I would do a, just a kick butt YouTube video on that. That sounds amazing and much needed. I feel like you have a great angle there with the salami, the craft beer. It's great. (laughs) A lot of meat. Um, Is there any content that you're currently consuming right now that you really love? Uh, You know, so I fully believe that I've been absorbed by the algorithms when it comes to (laughs) um, dog content. I I am a total sucker for dog content and therefore... I've gone down this rabbit hole of like, I watch a cute video about dogs and then the algorithm's like, you love dogs. So let's push another five (laughs) videos to you about dogs. And then I watch those videos and then it just like multiplies. I have two rescue dogs. Um, One's Mm -hmm. like a Basset mix. One's an Australian Shepherd mix. So I'm particularly attuned to those those breeds, you know, or their mutt versions. Mm -hmm. So I'm not saying I even want to consume that much dog content. I'm just saying that <laughs> is what I am consuming because the algorithms have taken me. That is a very wholesome place to be. <laughs> um, okay, so I have one final fun question for sure. you. I have like saved the best for last. Um, it's going to be tough. What is your favorite pasta shape and why? Oh, I will tell you. It's kind of a weird <laughs> reason, but I do. Um, it's like a fancy, I think it's a fancy version of spaghetti, the bucatini. Right. It's got like a hole in it. Right. Because I have I have a very strict father or I did growing up Mm. and he had this weird quirk that he would not eat a noodle with a hole in it. (laughs) There's no good reason. There's no secret. There's nothing (laughs) to discover. It was just a weird. He says it it, he didn't like the texture. So we literally (laughs) never had pasta with a hole in it. Like no penne. No. I don't know what other kinds they have. But. They, we never had it. And so when we would go out or if I'd go, to, I, I sort of like would always lean towards the pasta with a hole in it because I just had a weird ass dad. I don't know. Oh. I don't know why. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a, like, a very special kind of tragedy. Wow. <laughs> um, no, that's great. Um, thank you so much for going down that journey with me. Really appreciate it. (laughs) Um, just to, you know, (laughs) wrap things up. Is there a question that you wish reporters would ask you more, ask you at all on the campaign trail? First of all, I just in general wish there were more local reporters. Hmm. I mean, the, the death of local journalism is just so killer. And I can't tell you how many places I represent where they have a little newspaper like the Clarkston News or the Oxford Leader, and this, it's one person who is editor, photographer, writer, does all the advertising. It's one person. We one time did this giant event in one of these communities, and we had built it so that the the local the Clarkston News could could be there, and then he didn't show up, and we're like, oh my gosh, what happened? You know, and he's like, I had a dentist appointment. Oh no! And it's like <laughs> that's it, right? Yeah. So I just more local media. It would be so great and so healthy for our democracy. But then I think for for national media and for others um, statewide, 
I think we, we get really into like the trend of the week, you know, like whatever the hot topic is, whatever the, the issue is. And people ask about that. Um, and what I think we need more of is just the questions that speak to the character of the people we're trying to elect. Because at the end of the day, you know, when I go back to Congress, most of my decisions are being made not in full public view with a, you know, a million people watching me. They're being made in those like really quick moments with a lot of other things going on. And at the end of the day, that is really about the character of the person you've elected, those quick mm-hmm. decisions, um, the decision of whether to help or not when someone reaches out. So I wish we did a little bit more at this point in our, in our country's history, a little bit more focus on character and integrity rather mm-hmm. than the flavor of the week. Absolutely. Are there like things or, you know, characteristics that, you know, you wish people had a chance to see more of in, in your decision making or how you represent the district? Well, I think because I'm one of five Democrats that represent a Trump voting district, you know, a district mm-hmm. that again went for Donald Trump in 2020. That's a, an independently minded district. And I'm an independently minded elected official, which means I do this kind of rare thing. And I read the bills I vote on. <laughs> and you can't imagine mm-hmm. how many members of Congress on both sides of the aisle do mm-hmm. not read the bills because they just walk onto the floor of the House, look up at the big board with all our names on it, see how the Democrats are voting, see how the Republicans are voting and vote that way. So reading is and and actually Taking a considered view of issues certainly is something that I, I feel like I would like to see more of for, from my peers. But, you know, I think what people don't see about an elected official, about a member of Congress, is a huge part of your staff's work is this congressional office that you run and the constituent services that you do, right? So people will call our office. And if you're having any problem with a federal agency, which is a lot of times, our job is to bang pots and pans until we get someone's reimbursement from the VA or their tax refund back or whatever it is. And we just have absolute ninjas working for us who are so good. And they're a human being that responds. And I can't tell you during COVID, when people couldn't get their unemployment checks or they couldn't get through to another human being, they were calling offices, federal offices for, you know, 400 times and couldn't get a human being. And people come up to me in the grocery store and they're like, I called a million different numbers and yours was the only organization that answered the phone. You had a human being, she listened to me and then she helped me. And in a world of very impersonal government, that stuff really matters. And I wish people got to see that very rewarding part of the job. That's really, really great. Congresswoman Slotkin, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us. I can't wait to see you back in Congress <laughs> next cycle. Thank you. Um, how can folks get involved in your campaign and donate? You can go to alyssaforcongress.com, um, and that's E-L-I-S-S-A, Alyssa for Congress, is a good place to start. Um, we're on all the the various social medias, as you know, and um, um, I just appreciate people weighing in and getting involved, even if I'm not their representative, we have a a four seat majority in the house. So my seat and three others, you know, help decide the the fate of the house. And I think for many, many reasons, I certainly would like to keep it in democratic hands. Thank you so much, Congresswoman Zluck. And it's been a pleasure speaking with you. Likewise. Thanks so much. Democracy or Else is a Crooked Media interview series. I'm your host and executive producer, Shaniqua McClendon. 
series hosts are Sarah Garcia, Amelia Montooth, and Ari Schwartz, and they produce along with EJ Baker, Leo Duran, and Julia Gunther. Joseph Dutra and Leo Duran are editors. Digital direction from Matt DeGroot and social support from Danita Ramesh. Rebecca Rotenberg is our production assistant. If you want to get involved in the 2022 midterm elections, head over to votesaveamerica.com.